All right, everybody, welcome in. August 3rd on the churn, sitting alongside me, as always, at Connor Bods underscore FF. As always, I'm your co-host at JDFran14. How are you? Happy Tuesday. What are we doing this week? Happy Tuesday, indeed. We're cutting down, we are counting down the hours to football. We got the Hall of Fame game on Thursday. How long will it take you into the game to realize that watching football at the first week of August usually is not a high quality product? I don't think, I don't even think I'll care. I just, I need it on TV. I'm going to be on vacation. So I'm going down to the Jersey Shore. I don't even know where I'm getting access to watch the Hall of Fame game. Couple notes on the Hall of Fame game, and then we're going to dive into some bits. We have some news from training camp. Dak's not playing in the Hall of Fame game. I think that's kind of important to monitor, taking a look at his reps, your dynasty teams. If you're thinking about him in redraft, that shoulder strain, they're monitoring it. I don't know anything more than that, but I, I don't know. Are you looking at the, uh, what do you think? Is he hurt or injured, or is he just, is he going to be fine? <laughs> I think he's just. I, I think it's just preseason. So I got it up right here on Roto World. Cowboys have decided to be more conservative with Dak's uh, return timeline. Pretty much saying that they're just taking it as slow as possible right now. They don't really want to have something worse happen to him. Um, they're saying pretty much like right now he's not in danger of missing week one based on what the reports have been. And I kind of feel the same way. So I'm not concerned. Um, obviously, I just took him relatively early in a uh, – redraft league that we just joined um but yeah i'm not concerned are you are you worried at all or no i think it's a good thing that they're going to be taking some time off with him we've seen a lot and honestly the people that need to get the work are the receivers clearly this is a cd lamb podcast he's taking a step out amari cooper says he's slimming down he looks healthy says he's getting faster so as long as his weapons are intact and his line are intact, I don't I don't really see like any worry. I just want him to rehab and just be ready to get on the field. Um, so today we're gonna go through, like I said, some training camp bits. We had a dynasty draft finally finish up. That was the dynasty league as hosted by the churn last year. That's Connor's league. We ended up having to do a little bit of a slow draft, but um three rounds. 12 team PPR one quarterback. So a little bit more basic for the, you know, the way the super flex crowd's been in recent history. And then we have a, like Connor said, we have a redraft going on. We have another dynasty super flex start off kicking up and hopefully the next week here. Um, and then last thing for me, I'm going to do a shameless plug for at gem Campbell. That's at J E M. C-A-M-B-L-E. If you have Instagram, give them a follow. I just had a fantasy football logo for my team created. I'm going to tweet that out. Um, very pleased with his work. If you have like a color scheme or like a, a theme to your team or whatever you do, I'm starting to rhyme. Oops. Honestly, very, very pleased. Uh, but he's sharing with all the leagues that'll be playing in. So what, what did you think about that? I thought the logo came out looking awesome. Um, Really nice. Very, very well done. So obviously he does some good work. I'm trying to think how, what I would get for worst team ever. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure what that graphic would look like, but I've been thinking about it. I need to do something. Cause that seems to be my brand now. I think just the worst team ever. Yeah. So why don't you give, uh, give the little background on worst team ever. Where did yeah. that come about? And why, why is that your fantasy football <laughs> team name? Let's learn about the co-hosts tonight a little bit. Yeah, so this started, this was a few years ago. This was back in the butter. I don't even remember what year this was. Was this the year that I won the championship? Well, from what I, I remember, you started off 0-4. You changed your team name. Yeah, yeah. So, I, like Joe was saying there, I started off really, really horribly. Um, changed the team name to worst team ever with a question mark, and then my team would just get hot. Uh, I would go on and I would usually make the playoffs. Um, and it happened pretty much every season, just about, I would make the team name change to that halfway through. And it only worked for me. Like I know we had TC try it one year. He did it to his own team and it just did not work. Um, and so no one else has really tried to do that since. Um, but 
I've since just kind of made that my team name in, in most of my leagues, and we'll we'll usually just kind of rock that just out of uh, respect to the history. Love it. I'll uh, and I'll give some background on Drunk JD, which I've been transitioning most of my leagues to that. That comes from the KSA. That's Ben's league, year twelve. I got really, really drunk when I was a lot younger in the early in the early stages. We'll call it my formative years of fantasy football. Got drunk before the draft, and I took Trent Richardson fourth overall, or something, maybe fifth overall in the first round. Immediately <laughs> changed my team name to Drunk JD after, and it's been that ever since. So it's not like a, I'm not a drunk or anything like that. It's, that has no relevance to that. It just has sentimental value on one specific moment in time a moment in time where i was very very young trying to think ben so now 12 years that means i've been doing i've been in ben's league for geez probably since i was like 14 now yeah at this point um then two years later we kicked off tba that's going on year 10 a little bit of a ceremonial year uh so very excited but the obviously the logo is going to be I'm going to carry that one with me. I just added it on MFL for the Comics Inc. League. So I'm going to be sharing, you know, obviously I'll share the podcast with them when we get that started, but I'm really excited. I mean, we have a ton of drafts coming up. We are into the thick of it, as they say, and I'm just absolutely, it's just, I feel like my mental health is increasing by the hour with football coming. Yeah, uh, it's the best time of the year. I love draft season. Obviously, fantasy football in general is very fun, but I mean, draft season is the best time because everyone's got the hope. Oh, this is the year. This is the year. My team, it's going to be very good. Yeah. And not always the case. And uh, um, that video, when you're the one that Vince shared. Yeah, we'll be talking about that. your running backs. Alvin Kamara, yeah, that's awesome. dog. Zeke Elliott, dog. Love it. Um, all right, let's run through some bits. Anything catch your eye today that you want to uh, kind of analyze and dig into? Yeah, so I think Amari Cooper saying that he is close to 100% just kind of sums up Amari Cooper's career. Um, just close to 100%. Never super consistent. Never never completely healthy. I don't think he's ever been healthy since joining the NFL. Um, obviously, we are very much a pro CD podcast, so I don't know if that makes us an anti Amari Cooper podcast, but uh, that's cool that he's close to 100% and he hasn't really played any football. So, yeah. How about the other guy that uh, says he's his foot is fixed and he's close to 100%? Calvin Ridley, the guy that went for 90 catches, 1,300 yards, and uh, oh, how many tutties last year? I'm looking for the for the bit again. We'll take that. I mean, that's good news. Here it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, his uh, stat line last year, 90 catches, 1,300 plus yards, but he was not good last year. But he said his foot, yeah, totally, definitely fixed. Cue up 150 targets for Calvin Ridley this year. How many for Kyle Pitts? 200? I'm I'm thinking more like 1,400 for Kyle oh, Pitts. Yeah. Probably 250, yes. 200, you know, 275 targets, but. Conservatively. Yeah, yeah conserve, conservatively, a lot of good there. Um, I think we were going to rotate, but I'm just watching Cooper Cup catch a touchdown in practice today. Makes my Matt Stafford for MVP bet feel very good. My Cooper Cup trade in Dynasty feel very good. I'm still on the hunt. I want more Cooper Cup. Raiders look, or Rams look good. They're going to be throwing. They're going to have a committee approach in the backfield. I'm not worried about Stafford's thumb as much as I'm worried about Dak's strain, like shoulder strain. I think he's going to be fine. That and that, that dude plays through everything. So um, that was one of the things that kind of popped up this week with Stafford's thumb. But he hummed a couple of touchdowns to Bobby Trees, who's wearing number two. We love that. He's a top ten pick for the all time swag with his jersey. And uh, Cooper Cup is catching touchdowns and. He should be on your fantasy rosters this year in every format. Agreed. Um, so on the giant side of things, as always, Kenny Galladay um, went to the locker room today. He was holding the back of his leg in the hamstring area. Keep an eye out on that. Hamstring injuries, especially in preseason, they never really go away. Um, so this could just be something 
that you want to monitor very, very closely. If it comes out that he did anything to his hamstring, I mean, that's really going to kind of push him down my draft board. I think every single season there's a couple of guys who don't tear it, but they pull their hammy preseason, and then you never really see them fully recover. Um, and it just kind of dogs them all season. So really, really hope that's not the case, obviously, as a Giants fan and, and from a fantasy and just an overall football fan because he's a blast to watch. But just something to keep an eye on. Um, but in brighter news, ETN has been coverable in training camp. It sounds like they're going to be using him primarily as a pass catcher, which is very strange to me. I feel like LaVisca Chenault kind of fits that role of like that hybrid slot but they just seem intent on playing James Robinson, which is fair because he's very good. And then Carlos Hyde, which is shocking because Hyde sucks. Um, and then also just to kind of pour some water onto your flames for the Rams. It sounds like Terrell Henderson, they might be in a little bit of a timeshare, a bit of a committee. So I, I'll be honest. Are you like, I know I'm staying away from Henderson and really many of the Rams running backs. Are you, or, or kind of you going to, uh, going to ignore that? I think in redraft, it's going to be a tough sell to get him as my running back three. In redraft, you know, I'm going to be hammering running backs early where he might pop up as somebody who could be that running back three. I'm more interested in still having him in dynasty because we don't know how Cam Akers is going to recover. And yeah. if he does really good and you have him in dynasty, that's where his value is going to really peak and you either can sell or if you're in win now mode you're going to be fine redrafts you're probably going to have running back taken care of earlier it may it may not he might he might not come up unless it's like running back four and he's falling for whatever reason and yeah. it's just like too good too good to pass up on um i don't think he's a buy in dynasty i think he's a hold to see what happens and then maybe maybe a sell um if it's like really good and you get like a really good offer for him. So I'm asking for a friend here. If let's say you had Cam Akers on your team, you thought that your team would be competing. What would you feel comfortable trading away to get Henderson in a dynasty? If you are a team that's going all in this year, are you, are you going to be willing to pay up a first? If you think your team's going to be competing, are you doing maybe a young player in a second or a few seconds? Like what would you feel comfortable kind of giving up? I had a first I'd pay for it. If I knew I was going to be in the dance and he was the last piece, I would, I would yeah. pay a first. Yep. That's, Just to take that's a kind shot. of what I'm thinking too. Yeah, no. And I think there's a few running backs though, who we're seeing going off um, drafts kind of in that area of Henderson who probably all kind of fit that bill up. If you're a dynasty team that's competing, who knows how many years you'll get from them, but give up that first and go all in. Um, but there's a few guys kind of in that area that I like. Yeah. I think this is just good dynasty advice. Overall, people need to learn to pay for the guy they want and not be afraid to pay for the guy they want if they think it's going to be a move that helps them win a title. Every move you, sh you make should be a move that helps you create a title team unless you're rebuilding and selling off. And yeah, unless like that's that. part so, of your plan, in which case, I yeah. mean, long term, you're, you're just have a later window. Um, Trey Lance getting more buzz than he more buzz than I thought he's going to get a ton of buzz. Yeah. Every video is Trey Lance doing this Trey Lance doing that Kyle Shanahan insistent. It means nothing could just be coach speak. Maybe he, I think it is. Maybe they don't want people to know that he's going to take over the job sooner rather than later. It sounds like they're practicing a lot in the playbook that involves schemed runs, quarterback runs zone reads stuff like that so they're going to get creative with him and i just don't think they want enough film or tape on him to where they're going to be able to show their hands or defenses are going to kind of pick up on him as soon as possible i think they're going to want to take the league by surprise with the playbook that they're creating for him but it sounds like they're making it fully intent on building a playbook playbook for him once he has the reins yeah i mean I'm just reading through his player news right now in Roto World, and, I mean, they're saying that it is becoming a real battle between him and Garoppolo, which we'll see. I mean, I get where you're coming from with the whole hiding the playbook thing, but I think, it, like, you still have a rookie quarterback. Like, if you are playing him in the preseason, like, 
you need to make sure he's getting a good look compared to what he's actually going to be asked to do on Sundays. You know, like I understand wanting to hide stuff, but I think it's more important to make sure he's feeling comfortable. So, yeah, that take is more so just reading into yeah coaches trying to outsmart or outdumb each other on a weekly basis, right? Mm-hmm. You never know like what's going on um, on on the coaches end from that i i think those are pretty pretty good kind of wrapping up like how training camp's been going pads are on we're getting close to the you know obviously to the first actionable football game then we're gonna have preseason ball for is it two weeks or if they have three preseason games oh i do think we need to hit on quentin nelson and when yeah, it's big that's we, big for, yeah big for the colts yeah so this is not great. So for anyone who doesn't know, obviously Wentz is going to be out anywhere from five to 12 weeks, which is kind of crazy that it's such a wide window. Um, I have a feeling it will probably be somewhere in the middle, maybe like eight to 12 would kind of be my guess. I don't know. I mean, it's so weird because of the way how the draft pick, like the conditional pick is like structured. If he doesn't play and they miss the playoffs, the Eagles are just getting a second round pick, which would be to me kind of funny. Um, but obviously now Quentin Nelson has the same injury and he's out the same time. They're saying five to 12 weeks. So obviously like anytime you're missing an all world player like that, but especially on the offensive line, like that really hinders the rest of the offense. So I think this is a huge downgrade for any of their skill players. Like I don't, there are guys who I like. I like Pittman where maybe I would take him late as like a bench stash as a guy who could kind of become something. But besides that, I mean, it's just Jonathan Taylor and no one else on this team. Maybe Marlon back, but like, I'm not. I disagree. Who? I think if the line play is not great and they have a backup quarterback, they're going to lean on Naheem Hines in the pass catch pass catching game. And he's going to have a lot of chance for check down work. And he's going to see a lot of targets this year. It's not going to be Marlon Mack. Jonathan Taylor might have trouble in between the tackles if the line play is not good. He's going to get in space. He's also going to get targets. But Jacob Eason, if he wins the job to start while Wentz is out, he needs a safety blanket. And Naeem Hines, he's a good running back. And he's a good pass-catching running back. He's going to be annoying. He's going to be annoying for Jonathan Taylor owners, but he is going to be crucial for deeper triflex dynasty, super flex, like super flex leagues, or just any deeper triflex leagues. Even if it's not super flex, Naeem Hines is going to be crucial in PPR targets. We know they're worth 2.64 times like then a, a rush or anything else that you could possibly calculate in fantasy football. And he, He's going to get targets again and again and again all year long. While uh, And even when Wentz comes back, too, he's going to be there. He's going to be annoying. Yeah. I do wonder, though, is what I'm wondering is, are they going to be more committed to being a committee with, and I realize how dumb that sounds, but I know you get what I'm saying, where it's like, maybe now, if Easton is the starter, you're going to see Mac in um, – Mac and JT splitting the first two down work. And then you got Naheem Hines coming in on all the passing down. So I don't know. I, I think I'm staying away from all of them. Well, Madden thinks that Marlon Mack's a better running back than Jonathan Taylor. So yeah. that's all we need to know about that running back room. Exactly. Is Jonathan Taylor even going to touch the ball? Like should Marlon Mack be going in the first and not yeah. JT? Huh. Wonderful. Good satire bit for the churn. Um, I'm, I'm just going to be, you know, obviously excited to see the news pouring in throughout the week. Like we, like we've been talking about, we get our first real taste of football. Um, why don't we dive into dynasty? We had a draft, we had a rookie draft. And finally we convinced you to press the start button on the draft room. We had some, we had some things pop up all for, you know, for, for good reason for legit reason. But that put a draft in front of us, and we had some trades being made. We We had a lot of swinging going on. A lot of movement. A lot of movement. I'm actually trying to bring up the the draft. I don't 
draft results. Here we go. Okay, so I'm looking at it, bringing it up right now. So, yeah, I mean, there was a ton of movement going on. I don't even know if I can run through them all. Um, just because I felt like every three picks we were getting a trade just about, which is kind of the beauty of doing the long draft. Um, yeah, I think that show kind of started, though. I was on the clock at the 1-3. Najee Harris and Jamar Chase went off the board 1-2. and two. I traded back one pick in the first round from 1-3 to 1-4, and I gave up my third to also then pick up a second. So I traded the 1-3 the three, five, and I got the one, four, and then the two, three, which pick three, Deusler took ETN, pick four, I pulled the trigger, non-tight end premium, took Kyle Pitts. Um, what I'm were your thoughts? On, yeah, I know. I needed them. But what are your thoughts on how those first four picks went? Yeah, I thought that was a great trade because you really didn't give up much. You got the guy that you wanted and you moved up 10 slots. That's yeah. how you gain value when the draft starts. People panic. I think we saw some panicking. Mike Dusler oh, needed yeah. a running back. Travis Etienne is going to be fine. PPR. And then after Kyle Pitts, it goes Javante Williams to team five. We had a. Yeah, we have a new member. We have a new member of the team from the melting pot. Matt White, Marty Muck joining us. Welcome. Welcome. He, Interesting situation there. I don't want to get into the weeds with a team leaving. Um, we had a potential trade at one six that was just absolutely at the twelfth hour at Connor Bods underscore FF. Absolutely put the kibosh on any movement of one six being made. I thought I had a chance to get Devonta Smith mm -hmm. at one six. That's where he that. went. Um, let's see, and then it goes Jalen Waddle. Michael Carter, 1-8. That was a little high. That was a little rich for my liking. But, again, I mean, Dusla had needs, right? That was Mike who took him. Mike Dusla got Carter. two running backs, yeah. ETN and Carter. Yeah, so, I mean, he got the guy. He got he, who he needed. You followed that right up with Trey Sermon. Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore, go get your guys. I cleaned um, up the back half of the, the draft there. I felt yeah. good about that. I had three in a row. I made a trade. I shipped off Chris Carson for – um, the 111, I shipped off Malcolm Brown for like the 310. I went Trey Sermon, Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore. Trey Sermon purely for the Niners running back upside. Even though Rashad Bateman, be Elijah Mitchell. Rashad Bateman is going to be an alpha dog in, in Baltimore. I've yeah. seen a lot of good things at camp. I liked him Hollywood pre draft. Hurt. Yeah, I liked him pre-NFL draft. I wasn't in love with the landing spot in the beginning. Um, I actually had Rashad Bateman pre-draft in a dynasty startup that happened before the NFL draft. I now have three leagues with Rashad Bateman in, in there, and I'm looking forward to him becoming a wide receiver one really quickly. Um, Elijah Moore, obviously, that is my – That's my sa second – Second and pending um, league with Elijah Moore and these start startups and these, like, obviously these leagues. This is year three for, for Dennis C. He's going to be a PPR cheat code. He's already doing really good. He has great rapport with Zach Wilson. For him, it's only a matter of time to, to be the guy. So I, I felt really good about getting those three guys right there. Yeah, get your guys. I mean, that's what's most important. Um, I really like the Bateman and Moore pick Trey Sermon. I just don't think he's that talented. Um, but we'll see again, the system, I don't blame you one bit for trying to buy into that. Um, so after that, we had, after you had three straight picks, Mr. Michael Lapia had three straight picks. Oh so boy. he goes Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields and Terrace Marshall, um, with the 12th pick, the 13th pick and the 14th pick. Obviously, this is a 12 team, so we had the first two picks of the second round. Um, what are your thoughts on those two going Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields back to back when he already has Justin Herbert? Yeah, he should have never traded. Um, he should have never traded the one five. Yeah, I would agree. He should have never made those that uh, first batch of moves that he made. Yeah, I don't know. He moved out of one five. TC ended up getting. One five and one six. The draft board's looking weird right now. 
Yeah, it is. But Lapia in a one quarterback league where he already had Justin Herbert. One quarterback league, if you have an elite quarterback, don't stress so much about the backups. He takes Lawrence and Justin Fields and then Terrace Marshall. And I, I didn't love it. I love the quarterbacks. Obviously, if that was super flex, that would have never happened in this format anyways. That They would have been, you know, going off the board really early. Um, I, yeah, I didn't love I didn't love what happened here. You only get Terrace Marshall really to round out your depth. You're going to be playing the guy. You're going to be playing Justin Herbert. So and not many people are going to be trading in one quarterback leagues for guys like Lawrence and fields unless they're just rebuilding or if they really don't have a quarterback and you know they need those guys so um it's a it's an interesting situation there yeah i think i would have went with one of them i mean his backup behind herbert was just jacoby Brissett. so i mean i I get where he's coming from where i I think i would have taken one but not not both of them um obviously i I really like terrace marshall i was thinking about trying to trade back up so i can get him for myself but i just wasn't able to to get the deal done. Um, me both. Yeah. So then Deusler, after trading me his second, uh, gave up a future first to Matt Tucker to get to the 2-3 to take Trey Lance. What are your thoughts on that one? Do you think he overpaid? Do you think he underpaid? Do you think it was a fair deal? Um, what are your I thoughts? I think that's fine. I think that's fine. Yeah, um, I agree. Again, because uh, if you don't have a set in stone smash at quarterback – I think that's more than fair. Um, Clearly, we just read the notes. We were taking a look at Trey Lance over at Niners camp. They love what he's doing. So, um, yeah, I think that's absolutely fine. Then you got – I didn't realize that maybe that's your guy, Rondell Moore. So, I was amped that Rondell Moore fell to me. Um, I was stoked. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say he's my guy, but I felt like after him there was a huge drop-off in guys who I really, really liked and wanted. So I was really excited to see Trey Lance go and Fields and Lawrence go ahead of me um, because now I also get to pair more with Kyler Murray. So let's say Rondell Moore's a hit. All of a sudden, I got that double dip, that double trouble, where I got Kyler Murray and Rondell Moore, who Christian Kirk has been missing some practice. It sounds like Moore has been playing pretty well um, in the extended reps he's been getting. So just – I was like, you know what? This will be kind of a nice piece to add in here. So I'm looking at it now. I got Pitts and Rondell Moore to move back from 1-3 to 1-4. And I was like, this is a pretty good haul for me. Were those the only two um, Yep. Two picks you had? Yes, they were. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So. I ended up uh, finishing off my draft with Jacob Harris and Larry Roundtree. Just taking a couple shots. Uh, Jacob Harris happens to be that's a I think that's a Scott Barrett, my guy. Yeah, definitely is. Um, this whole draft board sleeper looks like it's a little effed up, though. It like is. for some Since reason, the results say that I have Amon Ross, St. Brown and Larry Roundtree and whoever. So I'm going to exit out of this before I mess anything up. But I, were there any other picks that stood out to you? There wasn't really too much more for me. I think, you know, the other rookies you're just gonna have to wait and see not everybody's established yeah i thought it was a little interesting to see kenneth gainwell going over chuba hubbard um but besides that nothing else really really stood out to me um obviously we had friar muth going in the second um yeah zach wilson went in the third i did like okay i did like mikey's pickup of amari rogers I think that that could be a guy. Obviously, though, they just went and traded for Randall Cobb. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with him? But, I mean, he's in Green Bay. I think Amari Rodgers is very good. I think he's a talented player. Um, I don't think he's going to, like, take the league by storm or anything. But I think he got a guy who reminds me a little bit of Sterling Shepard, where it's like, hey, five weeks, a lot of injuries. You can put him out there, and you're not going to feel terrible about it. So I think that that's a guy who – he kind of projects to be and obviously if you can add a guy like that in the third round that's that's all i'm looking for out of my third round even if i have five picks if i'm like a, if i can get one guy who becomes serviceable uh to toss in from time to time i, I will be happy so i think mikey got a good one there i mean it's uh always good that he has a chance to build rapport with the mvp yeah that helps so I, too. i'll take that and I, I think there's been some good bits coming out of camp around him yeah but I haven't really heard anything negative about any players. 
interesting. Have you? Now I'll be on the lookout. You know yeah. me, I love good news. And I, I like talking about good things and everybody playing good and having a good time. So I yeah. I think I 100% moving forward, I'm looking for bad news and I'm going to share with you and my friends. Yeah, good. I want to hear um, it. Um, anyone stand out to you with some of these waiver wire moves that, that we saw go through? Uh, not really. There's a couple Jaylen guys Darden. that are out there um, that I, I saw that look good. I'm not going to tell you who I think looks good, but Jalen Darden, that's over in Bucks that's, camp, right? Yeah, and there's been a lot of hype coming out about him. But again, I mean, there's a lot of targets to go around there, and they have a lot of guys ahead of them on the depth chart. So that's just kind of a name to keep an eye on. Um, $55. Waiver $27 for Brevin Jordan. Yikes. $18 for Shy Smith. Yikes. I did like the Jake Funk move. Um trying to look through just to take a look. Oh, Josh Noah Palmer. Gray. Josh Palmer, yeah, $22. This is something I wanted to bring up. Camp. He looks great. Yeah. He looks really good. And he's Again, wearing number five. Haven't heard anything bad. Number five, though. Very cool number. Very, very cool number. Um, yeah, I think camps is going to be really good because you need to figure out like who the wide receiver threes are on like every team. Yeah. Those are important Especially players. In this deeper league. Yeah. And if people, if people go down, those threes need to step up. One of those names to look out for that just popped into my head. Donovan Peoples Jones. That's a Luke guy. DPL Baker has been working well with him and he's probably going to establish himself as a number three and um, right now over in Chargers camp, just because I'm locked in on Chargers camp, I think it's either Josh Palmer or T Billy, AKA Tyron Johnson. That's your guy right now. You got him. I need I to get him from you. T Billy. That's a great nickname. Big fan. It is. I don't totally understand it, but yes, I would agree. I um, just to kind of keep it like that too. I, I think that Darius Slayton is really a guy who projects to be the number three on the giants and is going, I think way too late in fantasy drafts. Um, so I just need to shout that out. Um, but obviously, if Galladay's hurt, then you're going to see his ADP kind of start to skyrocket a little bit. So who takes over if he's hurt again? Sterling Shepard? Slayton. I, Slayton, Slayton is he fills that role a lot more um, than Shepard does. I think Shepard's role would remain unchanged. But I think that Slayton, you're going to see him be that number three or that number two outside guy. Shepard eating in the middle, and then you got Galladay on the outside too. But if Galladay's down, then that's not going to be good for the Giants. Because, um, yeah, we need him. Joe so. Judge, a lot of expletives every uh, every day. And they were running 100-yard yeah. sprints, gassers. Good Lord, if I ran 100 yards, I think I I would make it 72 yards before my either my ankle snapped or I don't know. That's about I, on brand for I'm us still right so- now. I'm still sore from uh, our one day at the gym last Tuesday, and my arms blew up ago. like a balloon. Yeah, my arms blew up like <laughs> a balloon, and I, I can barely move them. So I kind of feel like uh, working out, again, it's probably not for me. I know I got to do it. You know, we talk a lot about staying in shape, but it's just I'm struggling. So 100-yard gassers? No thanks, Coach. Um, See you. I'm hurt. I'm hurt today. All right. That was that's dynasty. We're ready for year three. Dynasty. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy that into the, the, uh, the league's moving on here. I know we're getting into the deep of it. Um, big shouts to Marty for joining. Obviously, I was we were put in not a great spot, um, but luckily we we're able to get the spot filled. So big shouts to him taking over that team. Um, but we will just kind of looking forward to seeing what he does there. And he hasn't made that big move yet, but I think there's going to be one coming soon. I have a feeling. Yeah, he's uh, been working the phones, as everybody should yeah. be. Yeah, uh, for sure. All right. That brings us to redraft season. It is. It is 1,000% redraft season. Yes, it we is. We are beginning a little bit early. Drafting this early is teetering around the danger zone. Every single one of your players is... In training camp. Oh, yeah. Are you bringing up the draft on your side? I am. 
and I just shot a text to someone to tell them to get ready to pick so we could hopefully get our two picks in. Yeah, I see a green I see a green dot by Luke Amy yeah. Amy on the sleeper app here. Um just setting the table. It's a super 12 flex, teams. 12 team super flex PPR tight end premium redraft league. Try flex if you want to call it. There's two flex and a super flex, so nine roster spots starting. Only five bench spots. I'm a little bit nervous about this. There goes Devonta Smith. Son of a B. God dang it. I'm not getting him anywhere. Anyways, what are your thoughts on the on the draft so far? And what kind of takeaways do we have here that we can share with our fans and people getting ready for their redraft leagues? Yeah. So, I mean, mock drafting is fun and everything, but nothing is nothing beats the real draft. Um, so obviously kind of going through this, this is a league where it's not a crazy big buy-in. So I, I get a little bit more risky with my picks and it's like, Hey, let me go get my guys, which is probably the way I should be playing all fantasy leagues. But regardless, after, so after last week on the podcast for anyone who listened, if you did not, please go back and listen right now to that. As I talk about some of the values, um, including the guy who I took off the board at one six, where I took Aaron Jones, I put my money where my mouth is. I said, I think he could, be the running back three right now and I, I took him as RB4. I took him ahead of Derrick Henry. Um obviously you took Kamara the pick before him. A um, little bit of a podcast rivalry going on. Joe is picking directly in front of me. So we've been snip sniping each other back and <laughs> forth. Snap, the snip, snap. Yeah. The entire time. Um but so first pick off obviously McCaffrey. I was a little bit surprised it wasn't Mahomes, but I get it. I mean you have McCaffrey, you're at just such an advantage. Um you have Mahomes, Dalvin Cook Josh Allen, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry, Kyler Murray, Jonathan Taylor, Travis Kelsey, Saquon Barkley, Lamar Jackson is the first round. Anybody who, when you look at that, where you were like, oh, this guy maybe should not have gone here, or I can't believe that this guy didn't go in the first round. Zeke falling to 2-8. Yeah. I mean... I go Kamara Zeke right off the bat. There's two league winner upside guys right there. I liked, I think Travis Kelsey went late 110. I think that's late. Mm-hmm. I think Derek Henry went early. I think Jonathan Taylor went early. Um, Lamar Jackson 112. I considered him at one five. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, outside of, you know, maybe Devontae Adams, Obviously, Zeke, maybe Dak Prescott. First round felt pretty standard, but, I mean, Dak, Dak's probably a first rounder in super flex redraft, and so is Zeke and maybe Devontae Adams. If, if you're feeling like you just want to get the wide receiver potential, wide receiver one, obviously that's not what we did. We went for running backs, but I think the best values of the first round are coming down to Travis Kelsey at the back half of the first round in super flex, and – Lamar Jackson being there yeah. at 112 is kind of a cheat code. It, you know, it makes you think maybe I should have took him, but I think Alvin Kamara smashes, you know, that um, I'm not worried about him at all. So I'm happy to, to start this, you know, set the tone. If it's not CMC, it needs to be Kamara. And I was happy to get him at one five. Yeah. So right now you're actually on the clock with the nine five. So we just had for we had a big run on receivers going here in the ninth. So the first pick we had Juju off the board going to old men. Brack Daddy took Robbie Anderson. We had Luke take Devonta Smith, and then we had the Commissioner Kyle Murphy take Lavisca Chenault at nine four. Who I am not happy about because I would have smashed him at nine six if he would have even been there on the board. I don't know if you were going to take him here, but what are your thoughts here? Yeah, so I'm thinking about roster construction um, in, in a league like this, and this is educational for every league that you're doing. Nine starting roster spots, but you need to have two quarterbacks and you need to have a tight end. This is actually making things a little bit more difficult for me because I went late round quarterback. I went Kirk Cousins 7-5. I don't know what QB number it is off the top of my head. It looks like it's more around like the QB 20 range almost. He's safe floor. He has great weapons. He's going to be fine. Late round quarterback. I want to stash a couple guys. This is harder thinking about the bench. I'm going to have less skill players on my bench. I'm going to be in a little bit of trouble here 
thinking about my roster um, setup, but I think I take a quarterback here because I don't love the receivers on the board. And I think that enough of these receivers will actually fall back to me given the run that we just had. Um, so we'll see. I'm actually going to do something for the oh. pod. I'm going to go Trey Lance on the pod. Ooh. So I will say though, really quick. So before you make your pick, it is important to always kind of take a look at the board and see how everything else is going. So I don't know if this changes your thinking at all, but right now everybody is two quarterbacks with the exception of Brack. So you and Bracken are the only ones right now with one quarterback. Um, so is this a spot where you're like, you know what, maybe I could actually wait and see if I can get the guy around later while everyone else, since they have two quarterbacks already, maybe they're not taking the third right here. I guess is it's that- all indicative of whether or not you pick him right after me i'm not taking glance <laughs> so i'm not yeah. i'm not taking him here so yeah yeah i think that's definitely in play you know it depends I, it, either way i guess if i don't get him here so ninth round 12 team league i have three receivers i have aj brown dj moore jerry judy i could be looking at receiver here or a dead zone running back like trey sermon michael carter James Conner, but those don't feel like league winners to me. They don't. Trey Lance could be that guy, though. He feels like the league winner to me that I didn't have to draft a round one Konami code quarterback like Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, but it's a ninth round guy who can win the job and be 24 points per game with a 13 points per game rushing floor. And that's, that's, that's what his college floor was. That's what his points per game was. I'm actually going to do it now and just worry about what falls to me value wise um, quarterback wise. And this is all, obviously this is a big swing move. Probably need to secure Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. But I'm going to go Trey Lance here. Boom. For the pod. Boom. All right. So, yeah, I mean, I get it. I get where you're coming from too. I mean, you know how I feel. I think I would have went fields over him. But that's just because I think Fields is a better, better quarterback. But Lance could be better this year for fantasy purposes, especially if he does end up winning the job in training camp and he starts week one. That gives him a huge leg up over Fields for this year. Um, so now I'm up at the clock, nine six. So here's what I got so far. So running back, I have Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, Raheem Mostert, Damian Harris. Quarterback, I got Dak Prescott and Ryan Tannehill. And then wide receiver, I got Hopkins and I Uke. So I think I need to go wide receiver or tight end here. Um, just kind of talking through this. According to Sleeper right now, the best two, the best wide receivers on the board are Jalen Waddle, Debo Samuel, Will Fuller, Curtis Samuel. Yikes. Um, they didn't I feel great. Not. That's why I um, went Judy at 8-8. Eight, eight. I think Judy's the alpha on Yeah. On the Broncos I do right too. now. I was happy to get him at 8-8. Eight, eight. While you're thinking about it, I'll go through my team. Um, I'm drafting from the five-hole, 12-team. Kamara, Zeke, CEH with the mega snipe on the co-host. Uh, Kamara, After- Zeke, CEH is as robust as it gets for dual threat running know. backs. Um, AJ Brown, Hawkinson, DJ Moore, Kirk Cousins, Jerry, Judy, Trey Lance. I love the first three picks of my draft more than the last five, but hey, we're going to make it work. And I'm, I'm happy about what we're doing here so far. Another so, day at the office. Yeah, I did too good of a job on last week's pod talking to you into Clyde Edwards, Elair, that you took him at the three, five, and then forced me to take DeAndre Hopkins when I took him at the three, six, and I feel disgusting just looking at that right now i needed to go wide or i needed to go running back heavier at the beginning um but i mean three straight picks before i picked one mixon dobbins edwards elair and i was hoping i could have gotten one of them which clearly i did not so that was a tough loss there so now i'm wondering do i just go a tight end here do i take tunyon and you know what sucks is that this podcast will be out before i'm back on the clock so everyone's going to know who what I'm thinking of, hopefully if they listen, but because I don't love any of these wide receivers. I mean, the guy I feel best about is Will Fuller, but he's suspended for a game. Dude, tight end is so disgusting after like it, the top six. It is. It is. I mean, but here we go. No bad news ever. Four hours ago being Roto Baller, Robert Tunyon, unstoppable in practice. 
He was yeah. described as unstoppable by those at practice. So, oh boy, uh, do I just go another running back here? Like, they're saying Zach Moss could be the RB one there. Yeah, there's nothing more disgusting I than I need to hear about the Bills run game. <laughs> do I take Trey Sermon here? I th- actually do. I take Trey Sermon since I have Mostert. Yeah, I think that's a. I think that's good. But then you really are just bought in on the Niners offense. Ayuk, Mostert, Sermon. Yeah, but that's more so for when Mostert inevitably gets hurt. I just put Trey Sermon out there. What if he never gets hurt? Perfect. That's fine. Perfect. I don't mind wasting a ninth round pick. More for me and you. Love it. Yeah. Uh, um, couple things. A couple things I liked a lot. Rob Kripsky, Travis Kelsey, one ten. I was going to ask Adams, you. two three. Antonio Gibson, three ten. I think that's a fantastic start in this format. It's balanced, and you still have a potential league winner in in Gibson. Yeah, I was going to say. I was actually going to ask you after I made my pick which draft was your favorite um i'm gonna make the pick here what are your thoughts on waddle for this year i don't i'm not even gonna mess around with any of these wide receivers just give me trey sermon um yeah that felt gross doing but yeah i was actually gonna ask you which whose draft besides your own or besides one of ours has been your favorite so far and yeah that's I think the one for me, yeah i was gonna say rob too i mean going kelsey adams for me those are the only two pass catchers i would even consider taking in the first round regardless of format tight end premium as well to get Kelsey at the 110 is huge. Like you were saying about Gibson 310 could easily win the league. And then for his running back too to pull off Gaskin in the fifth, I think is great. Like I am starting to buy a lot more into Gaskin. If you are going with like a tight end in the first round wide receiver in the first round is if you can get Gaskin to be a running back two or as one of your flexes, I really like that a lot. So, Rob, well done on this draft. I've actually really liked what you uh, what you put together here. Yep, not bad at all. I I didn't um I don't love the receiver room. He's gonna have to wait and stash Michael Thomas. I actually was thinking about doing that after I had like a receiving core set and stoned. Um, not a big fan of what K Smurf Two is doing it from the nine hole doesn't really tickle my fancy sam darnold as your qb2 and in, in redraft that doesn't interest me that does I not wouldn't mind it i wouldn't mind it as much if kareem hunt was like not your running back too wow sermon and then michael carter off the board ninth round yeah. seems about right for those guys that one right in the middle yeah i mean i i would rather have sermon or carter i think over Fournette. um otherwise i mean what drafts have I ever I mean, old men after McCaffrey, I've not been a huge fan of. That's um, oh, you know what, dude? That's exactly what Scott Barrett was talking about in his article. If you get the one one, you get a huge advantage, but what are you gonna do after it? Yeah. What are you gonna do with it? I do not like the Stafford I like, Waller I like, the Cup Stafford stack great. I mean, five one, you're taking Trevor Lawrence. That's just a big question mark. Obviously, he's a quarterback, too. I mean, he could be – if he's as good as advertised, then, yeah, I mean, that's a great pick. End of the six, you go James Robinson, Tyler Lockett. Lockett is your wide receiver, too. Fine. James Robinson is your running back, too, though. I mean, Mike Davis went two picks later. I would rather have Mike Davis, I think, than James Robinson. What are your thoughts if we're doing Mike Davis versus J-Rob? Hmm. Hmm. Maybe Mike Davis. You know what? Also, I'm going to make something a statement here. I think I would go Chris Godwin over Cup still. He, I, he had a chance to take Godwin over Cup. Yeah. I will say, though, I mean, that Cup Stafford stack is going to be nice. I like, We know that. Be, that's an MVP yeah. bet right there. Yeah. I do like that. I just think he probably could have got both. He Honestly, probably could have yeah, got like, both. So would you... Like, if I was him, I would rather have went the two of them, come back at the end of the sixth, and now if you're taking it to 6-12, I mean, you got Kirk still on the board, Fitzpatrick, Darnold, Carr, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Big Ben. I mean, you got other quarterbacks on the board where, obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty. I think I would have rather have went Godwin Cup at the 4-12, 5-1, come back. That would have been even eight. deadlier. Lawrence maybe might have made it back. Yeah. He may have, honestly, like, I don't, I don't know, but still, I mean, that it, it just, bleh. 
but again hindsight hindsight is 2020 and that is kind of what scott barrett was saying where it's like on the edges it, it sometimes could be tough but i'll be honest i prefer drafting from the ends like right now being in the sixth i despise this right now and i think I have a sneaky feeling that that's where Marty and I are going to end up in this comics league. And I'm going to be pissed. Like very Maybe you trade upset. back finally and you trade, trade out, never trade yeah. up, always trade out. I know rule of thumb. I know. Uh, so yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to tweet out these rosters. We'll have to treat, um, tweet out the dynasty draft. I got a logo that I got to get out there. Maybe you hop on the train, you get a logo. Um, very impressed with that, but. Honestly, I'm feeling good. Redrafts here. Football's coming back Thursday. I feel ready to rock and roll. Yeah, football's coming home. All right. Anything else from you tonight? Oh, man, I'm good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll tweet out everything that we were just talking about. You're on that while I'm editing. So, we'll be, uh, we'll be good to go, ready to roll. And uh, just in case you don't remember it, it's at the churn underscore FF. Or is it? Why am I? No, it's at the churn FF. Thank you. It's at <laughs> Connor Bods underscore FF at yes. JD Fran 14 brain fart. I will see you soon.